Start with Questions, a transformational leadership podcast hosted by Mount Vernon Ventures, an R&D company at the Mount Vernon School in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm your host for today, Anne Marsh Rutledge, Head of Learning and Innovation for Mount Vernon Ventures. Joining me today are Molly Hudson, Director of Lower School, and Kevin Day, Impact Design Lab Coordinator here at the Mount Vernon School. They're here today to answer the question, why should I implement design thinking in school? Hi guys, do you wanna say hi to our listeners and introduce yourselves for a brief sec? Hi guys. Hey, hey. All right, so they are really here with us um, because Ventures has just launched a new tool called Little Learners with Big Ideas, a field guide for design thinking. Molly and Kevin were integral in the creation of this tool for our youngest learners here at the Mount Vernon School, and they're going to tell us a little bit about the project. So team, um, kick us off. How did this newest field guide for design thinking come to be? Molly, will you tell us a little bit about the background? Sure. Thanks so much, Amarsh. So we have always used the field guide in the lower school, but we found ourselves hacking it for our youngest learners. And in our most recent project with iProject Mini, even with third graders through fifth graders, we found ourselves using the tools from the field guide in different ways. And in a conversation with Kevin, one afternoon debriefing after Mini about how it went, trying to flex our reflective practice muscles, I said to him, like, gosh, I wish we could just make one for littles. And he looked at me and said, well, why can't we? And then my, about 10 minutes later, my whiteboard, uh, my dry erase board behind me, my wall was covered up with drawings and questions and arrows and designs and curly cue notes of every sort of thing you could possibly imagine. And we went through the field guide and said, what could we hack for littles? And one by one, routine by routine, we kind of came up with some, uh, structures that we wanted to use with littles to make a tool that they could own and they could use and choose from. So coming from humble beginnings to it now, it's been really fun to see this project come to fruition. And I would say the story behind that story is Molly Hudson herself. She is not going to say this, so it's my job to say it. She is the most creative, collaborative, joyful. I mean, she just exudes energy and being in her presence and I get to be around teachers in her presence. There is this culture of teachers who are interested in seeing what their kids can do. And so I got to kind of step into this like enchanted world of teachers getting together and say, Hey, what if we tried this? And then they actually do it. Um, so it was amazing to be in the mix and um, I'm just so excited to kind of see what kids make of it this year and, and see how teachers can help us make it even more accessible and more helpful. Um, it's just been this design thinking project within the design thinking process. It's been great. And I love how Kevin said that. One thing I wanted to add as well is it started with Kevin and I, and Kevin draws these amazing, I call them doodle dudes. And it really just helped bring some life into the project and make it kid-friendly. And 
as Kevin and I talked about it, we thought who else might want to join us? So one by one, a kindergarten teacher, and then a science teacher, another admin, then another kindergarten teacher, all started to weigh in on how could we make this tool really be something for kids, used by kids. Um, so it was really fun to see this project start with two people. And then as Kevin said, like see the interest with our teachers too about creating a tool for their own learners. So it was a design thinking challenge within about design thinking, which is really fun. <laughs> Y'all, I love even just the little pieces that I've gotten to work on this project with you at the tail end to get it to publishing the collaboration the agency of you guys are some of the things that really make me love working here at the Mount Vernon School. It's really like the embodiment of if you think that it is possible, it can be possible. Um, and always with a heart for our learners really at the center and how that can transform the experience of teaching and learning. So it's really been a, an awesome sneak peek into what's happening down there, the testing of it, the the idea of like cooking it up in the kitchen almost. So, so I know that you all have tested out all of these tools with our littles, um, but a lot of our listeners might not have experience doing design thinking with some of these youngest learners as young as even preschool or pre-kindergarten. So what are some strategies that you all can offer about how you make design thinking accessible to these younger learners? Molly, you wanna start us off on that one? Sure. I think one of the biggest things that we can do for young learners is really pay attention to what they're interested in and what they're really curious about and help them formulate really good questions. Because to me, design thinking is all about asking the right questions so you can design something really wonderful for someone else. It makes me think of our backpack challenge that we did for a design thinking challenge. It was school-wide, kindergarten through fifth. So every kid was charged with designing a backpack for another person. So even in kindergarten, they sat elbow to elbow and we had some fifth grade helpers and they interviewed each other. So they asked questions like, what's your favorite color? What do you like to put in your book bag? What's your favorite food? If you could put anything in your book bag to bring to school, what would it be? So we had backpacks designed by kindergartners out of cereal boxes that had spaces for tacos because tacos was their favorite food, or they had space to put a big rubber ball because that's their favorite thing to play, or they made a purple book bag because their friend's favorite color is purple, even though their favorite color is blue. And for a kindergartner, that's hard to design something just for someone else. And it also taught them during that process, we stop and we ask questions. We ask questions like, do you like the look of this? Did I get it right? Did I hear you when you said that you want tacos and you want a taco pocket? Is that right? Does this look like what you envisioned? So teaching those laps of getting feedback and then doing something with it, even when a kiddo is five years old. And I think the moment that made that day really special for me was during carpool and seeing each lower school student, K through five, having a cereal box book bag on their back. And could, they could not have been prouder to show their families what a friend had created for them. And the best part was when they got in the car, they didn't start by saying, look what someone made for me. They were telling their families, listen to what I did for someone else today. I think instilling that at a really young age um, is really important. And design thinking is the vehicle that gets kids to think that way. That's awesome. I love it. Kevin, what would you add on? What strategies have you um, used that could be really helpful for our learners and making design thinking accessible for these littles? You know, everything I've learned about doing design thinking with anyone younger than middle school, I learned from Molly and her team. 
So everything she just said, but I guess what I learned this past year getting to kind of hang out during iProject Mini was that there is something about elementary school energy and curiosity, like they will turn aside for the burning bush and, and they will get fascinated. And what a gift, not that other kids won't get fascinated. Um, I think all learners can get fascinated, especially if they know that there are trusting adults in the room and there are high standards and, and they know that they belong there. But what a wonderful way design thinking can be that vehicle to like cultivate belonging and allow many different roads towards solving uh, a challenge that they care about and growing those little inner Pilates muscles of working with someone and figuring things out and trying to manage a project and getting frustrated, but then getting back to it. So much that kids learn that it's often kind of relegated to these soft skills, but that's, these are exactly the kind of adults we want to have working alongside us. So um, I, I, I guess, what, piece, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. And, and I love what Molly said about like, from such an early age, let them learn that learning takes many laps. There's no perfect first answer. That's not the goal of school. The goal of school is just to, to, to keep learning, keep trying. I love that. And hearing you guys talking about what the goals are um, for design thinking with these littles, just like it is for our middle school and upper school students, it's it's as much about developing them as people and relationships as it is learning how to solve um, kind of a content-driven problem. That, that's just as important as the other things. So if if we have listeners who really haven't gotten into design thinking at all, what advice would you all give them about how would you get started? What would your first step be? Kevin, would you start us off on like, what would our first inroads into design thinking as a school be? That's an awesome question. I really love the idea of going problem finding in your own classroom community. And there may be some huge glaring ones like teachers who notice, there's this great teacher named Michael Schur who teaches at this lovely school in New York. And he noticed that the way the room was designed, it, it didn't work for his third grade students. And so this was a, a, a teacher observation that unfolded into a student-led activity, which they started redesigning the room. Um, but I even love giving kids a chance to design for one another, to partner up and figure out what does my partner need to, let's say, feel energized on a Monday morning, or what does my partner need to keep summer memories alive. What a lovely way to build community for kids to get to know each other, for kids to um, have those immediate feedback loops starting together right there in the classroom. Awesome. And I, I hear you saying so much about the core of design thinking for us, which is all about empathy, prototype, and feedback. 
you don't have to start with a whole full-blown design thinking challenge if you start being intentional about bringing in ways that you can incorporate opportunities for kids to show empathy or for them to prototype something or for them to get feedback from a, from a friend or a neighbor or peer. Molly, what would you add in about starting off with design thinking? It um, Kevin's story reminded me of a morning meeting that I was a part of in second grade. So picture everyone sitting in a circle and there's some frustrated faces in the circle. And we, the teacher opened up the student agenda box for the morning meeting. And one of the items said, I get frustrated when my friends are sharpening my pen, their pencils and I can't hear my teacher. So instead of the teacher creating a new norm or just saying, guys, this is what we're going to do. She opened it up and said, okay, guys, this is a design challenge. So we have a problem and we're going to talk about how we can solve this. So the kids all split apart. And they talked about what would that feel like and how they could make it better. And they interviewed each other. Does this noise bother you? Does it, when does it bother you the most? When does it bother you the least? They came back and they made a new plan and they implemented their plan that afternoon. Guess what? Didn't work, right? Their kids were getting up at different times. They didn't like it. So the next morning meeting, I was invited back to see the magic and they came up with another solution and they tested it out that afternoon. And that one did work. I just thought to myself, what a great moment where they're not really creating anything, but just a norm for their classroom. But the kids ran it. They interviewed each other. They made something. They had to get feedback. They had to iterate again. And now they have a new norm, but it's kid owned, right? That would take the teacher two seconds to create that. But that's like Kevin said, that's not what school's about. We go to school so kids can figure out problems and kids can find solutions. And I think design thinking, it doesn't have to be something where you're creating this fancy product. It totally could. But when you're little, you need lots of laps of how to solve problems with and for each other. And so be looking for moments where when you see a frustrated face, how could you use design thinking in a really low stakes way to dip some feet in the water to give the kids those laps that they can use later on? That's totally reminding me of a tool from the field guide, the ouch to aha a tool, just thinking about how do we turn something that doesn't feel great into something that works for everybody. And what an awesome way to build agency, even in those youngest kids. Y'all, you're already starting to answer my last question, but for anybody who's still sort of feeling like, oh, I don't know, how do I fit this in with all the content things? Why would a school want to implement design thinking? What are really the benefits both for learners and for teachers? Kevin, would you start us off? For sure. Um, to almost climb up on my soapbox a bit, I, I think teachers everywhere are up against it at an historical level. And I imagine a really wonderful way to kind of pause and just read the room and figure out, like if you're knee deep in this unit on something in history or something in English, right? I'm a have a history background, so my brain goes there. And you've done all of this content-based work and you're, you know, you're on schedule, but then all of a sudden, just to see how they are kind of internalizing, making sense of things, maybe there could be like a design thinking moment, not a huge thing. That's really sort of like this reflective summarizing project that gives them a chance to kind of slow down and reflect upon all this content-based stuff. Um, Cause I know it can feel hard. Like, how do I get to everything. 
design thinking can be a way to like say, okay, for these two days, I want to see how much they have gotten of what we've done. And then that'll give me a chance to see where to go next. Yeah, absolutely. That metacognitive piece and opportunity to invite reflection in. So worth it. Molly, what would you add? I was going to say too, I, Kevin and I were thinking around the same, the same lines here, typical, right? Um, but what I was thinking was that it's not like Kevin said, in addition to, right? Like we're teachers have so much to do and so much to cover. And, you know, I don't like to think of curriculum as something that you have to slog through, right? It's something that you want to enjoy learning with your kids. And I was reminded of um, a design thinking project they did in kindergarten where our kindergartners were learning about weather and it was around the holiday time. And their ending project was to build a sleigh for Santa that could make it through their specific type of weather they chose to study about. So how could we get Santa through a hurricane or how could we get Santa through a tornado or a blizzard? And Santa came in and gave feedback on the project, right? They had to iterate it because Santa has a very long list of demands. So we're taking something, yes, they could have drawn about it or done a quick paragraph or something really cool in Seesaw, but we use design thinking as a way to do it. And I will say also, I know executive functioning is a piece that we we think about a lot in schools and we talk about a lot, but I don't think it's connected with design thinking a great deal, but it's there and it's so intrinsically involved. For instance, with iProject Mini, our third through fifth graders had this monumental task of building all these projects and getting through it and really enjoying the process, but they had to use executive functioning to task initiate, to plan, to go back and reflectively think about what did I do yesterday that was really good and what am I going to be working on today and all those really amazing parts of executive functioning are in design thinking so when I look at a classroom doing a big design thinking project I'm just seeing all these check marks look what they're doing over there look at that metacognition look at that task initiation look at that proactive thinking right there like those are things that you can't design for sometimes you can try but it when it's a natural authentic occurring project those are when those muscles truly Really get strengthened and you can see the crossover to different things. And so I know right after iProject Mini, when they had a big um, project in fourth grade, we saw them be able to go through that project and organize how they were getting through it so much better than if we hadn't done that. So it's one of those things where I think, um, think about it, not like, oh my gosh, this is one more thing to do, but what an opportunity you're giving your kids to learn in different ways that you'll see the fruits of your efforts in different things as well. Absolutely. And I hear you talking so much about learning transfer, and that's such a buzzword right now in education. How do we transfer to new context and design thinking is that basically it's a way it's a way to bring in that real world and transfer it. So you guys, we could um, talk forever and I love having you on our podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this is the end of our um, segment for today. For our listeners, you can check out more resources and you can find and download Little Learners with Big Ideas, a field guide for design thinking online at mvventures.org and reach out to us if you have questions. Thanks for joining today's episode of Start With Questions, a transformational leadership podcast hosted by Mount Vernon Ventures. See you guys later. Bye.